Father, we just bow our heads in your presence this morning. You're such a good God, Lord. Lord, you've blessed us over and over and over again, and we haven't deserved any of your blessings, but in Jesus, you give us all these blessings. So, Lord, I pray that uh, your anointing will be upon your word again this morning, and that, Father, that you will teach us, Lord, things from your heart, that, Lord, we together might arise this year and that we might shine for your honour and for your glory so that in, Lord, our arising, you also will be seen high and lifted up and you will be glorified in this nation and, Lord, in this town, in this far north area because, Lord, the people will see that you are a great God and you do wonderful things. And, Lord, you're just a marvellous Lord, help her to those in need. So, Lord, I pray, anoint this word today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I, I wanted to share with you, first of all, just some scriptures that came out of the, um, the um, <clears throat> word for today. And just starting, I just want to read you these scriptures to start with. And uh, so if I can have the ones, first one, please, on the screen. That would be great from Psalm 19, verse 7 to 11. And it talks about the word of God. And it says here, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. I don't know how your soul is, but sometimes it needs reviving because our soul, our emotions, and our minds get downcast. But the law of the Lord is perfect. It revives the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy. And they make wise the simple. Hands up those who are simple, please. You see, wisdom comes from God. And it comes from the book. This is the wisdom that is beyond all other wisdom. Hallelujah. It comes from the book of God. You want to be wise this year? You, want to, you need to make great decisions? You want to get it right every time? Then hallelujah, the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy. Number three, the precepts of the Lord are right. The book is right. What it says can be relied upon. When you're not sure which way to go and advice comes from all different sorts of streams, this is the book. This is the truth of the matter. Hallelujah. They're right. They give joy to the heart. When you get it right, hallelujah, joy starts to flow in your heart. When you get it wrong, joy floods out, dissipates from our lives. You get it right from the book. The commands of the Lord are radiant. They shine. They give light to the eyes. They give light to the eyes so you can see what you're to do next. You're to see which direction you take. There are three people here this morning and God wants to heal your eyes. And you've woken or you've come the last few days You've had a real itching in your eyes. Or you've got an infection in your eyes. And God wants to speak to you specifically this morning because I carry a word for you. 
And I know there are three people here that you've, you've strangely, you've had itching in your eyes. You just, it's just, you've, you've got eye, eye trouble. Is there anyone like that here this morning? There will be. One, two, there's three. I want you to, I want you to stand up. Just stand up where you are. Hallelujah. Are there others? Stand up. God wants to do a work in your, in your heart this morning. Because he doesn't want to just heal your eyes. He's going to do that. But he's going to heal you. He's going to heal you. And Revelation 3 and verse 18 talks about by eye salve for your eyes. Because the Lord wants to open your eyes in a way that you've not known so that you can see what direction to take, so that you can see the right and make right decisions, so that you can see the Word of God. And it says here, the commands of the Lord are radiant. If you will devote yourself to the book, you will start to see things that you've never seen before. And the Spirit of the Lord and the anointing of God will come upon you. And you will be a person that will keep making right decisions because you can see which way to go. Because he wants to lead you and to guide you. And Lord, I pray that you'll heal these eyes right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, take the itchiness out of their eyes. Take the infection out of their eyes in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the healing grace of your presence come into this room right now. And let there be touch from heaven in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But Lord, more than just that, as a sign to them, I pray that you'll open their eyes to the things of the Spirit of God, to your ways and your purposes. Sir, God really loves you and wants to touch your life. Be ready to see. Be ready to see. Hallelujah. Be ready to see like you've never seen before because the Spirit of the Lord is upon you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Touch them and heal them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But it goes on and it says the next bit. For the fear of the Lord is pure. That's good. Enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They're right. They're right. You can trust the word of God. It's right. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil throw doubt on his word. Hallelujah. They are more precious than gold. Tell you this. They're more than just... This... Getting this into your heart is more important than getting gold in your bank balance. And if if you will put God first and give him time in this word, the Lord will look after the rest. But sometimes we can get trapped into seeking gold, hallelujah, and we neglect the book, hallelujah, and we miss out on the goodness of God. They are sweeter than honey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is better than a, than a good feed. You don't believe that, some of you? <laughs> by them, by what? By the word of God, your servant is warned. As you get into the book, the Holy Spirit will give you verses that will warn you so that you can make right decisions in a time of uncertainty. Hallelujah. 
and in keeping them, hallelujah, there is what? Altogether, great reward. Amen? I'm a believer. All right, that was free. The next bit's expensive. Our message to this month is arise and shine. And the scripture comes up, doesn't it? And Pastor Paul brought a good word for us last week. And the scripture comes in here from Isaiah 61. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And what? Last week, Pastor Paul brought a good message connecting the body, soul, and spirit with the three areas of sanctification, the three levels of sanctification. And also talked about how, how that, that in, a, in a community we need to shine. We, we need to be shining. It's a good word. Hallelujah. At the beginning of the year, it's important that we reset our focus and become increasingly available to the Holy Spirit. And here Isaiah the prophet calls us to do two things. He calls us to arise. And then he calls us to shine. It's pretty easy. Pretty simple. Let's talk about arising. Arise. I want to take you to a scripture in Psalm 37 and verse 23 and verse 24. And it says this. The steps of a good man are what? They're ordered by the Lord. And he delights in your way. You're good people. You're a good man. You're a good lady. Hallelujah. The Lord delights in you. He loves you. Hallelujah. He cares about you. And your steps are ordered by the Lord. If you look back, you'll find that he's been ordering your steps. In fact, that's why you're here this morning. Hallelujah. It's not by accident, is it? Though he falls, even he's a good man. But though he falls, he will not be utterly cast down. Why? For the Lord upholds him by his hand. You see, when... You're walking with the Lord. It doesn't mean you're going to have a perfect run because we're human. We make stupid decisions. We do stupid things. The devil wants to flatten you. And you might have gone through a time where you've fallen. But hallelujah, that's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. You might be fighting things in deep within you today where over the Christmas time and things, you might have got flattened once or twice. But I tell you, that's not the end of the story. The thing is, when we serve Jesus, we're not actually utterly cast down and trodden down where we can't get up again because the Lord upholds us. It's the Lord, hallelujah. He only lets the devil go so far. He only lets you go so far. You're a son. You're a daughter. He loves you. And even though we begin to track on a different track, the Holy Spirit tracks us down. Hallelujah. And says, son, you're my son. I'm only going to let you go far. And then his hand reaches down. Hallelujah. As we reach up to his hand. Hallelujah. He upholds us. Praise God. And he begins to lift us up, doesn't he? 
Oh, yes, the Lord upholds them with his hand. And Psalm 24 and verse 16 says, Though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. A righteous man. We're not talking about an unrighteous man. We're talking about you. And we're talking about me. It says, even though we get flattened and we go down and we go the wrong path, even seven times, hallelujah, he will rise again, hallelujah, if you choose to. You see, it's not a matter of how many times you go down, it's how many times you get up. You know, it matters how many times, but you have an enemy of your soul. You have an enemy that wants to take you down. You have an enemy that wants to stop you shining. You have an enemy that wants to rob you of everything that is good about you. And you'll find that he will lead you into paths that that, that the devil will begin to lead you into paths that are wrong. That cause our soul to be in difficulties. But a righteous man rises again. Someone say hallelujah. 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 Little boy is standing up in his high chair. And his mother, his father says, son, sit down, please. You're going to hurt yourself. And he says, no, I want to stand up. In the end, the father comes across and sits him down in the high chair. And he's sitting there, and this little fellow says, I might be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. (laughs) And sometimes we can be standing up on the outside, but we're actually sitting down on the inside. Our souls begin to sit down. Our souls don't want to get up again. Our souls want to be apart. And not together. And we can be standing up and we look good on the outside, but inside we know we're starting to sit down and starting to lie down. The enemy says, that's where I want your soul. I want it to be lying down. The word of the Lord is arise and shine. Micah chapter 7. And verse 8 and verse 9, it says this. This is a man who's got flattened. And he says this. Don't you gloat over me, O my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will arise. Hallelujah. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. I've been here. I know what I'm talking about this morning. There's been times in my life where I've been flattened down and out. And the enemy has laughed and said, that's it, mate. That's the finish of you. You'll never get up again. And I had to take these scriptures like this. The Lord spoke to me in my darkest times in this scripture and said, Ian, you need to speak to the enemy. You need to change your attitude. Hallelujah. And I would begin to quote the scripture and I would say, I have a threefold confession. I have a threefold confession. 
I said to the devil, devil, I'd walk the beach at Cooper's Beach. I'd say, devil, don't you laugh at me. Though I'm down at the moment, I'm coming up. You demons, you don't like me. You're out to destroy me. You're out to destroy all the goodness that is in me. But hallelujah, stop laughing because I'm coming up. Today, I'm sitting in darkness. I don't know, can't see what direction, where to go. But hallelujah, the Lord is a light unto me. Then I'd speak to the Father. I'd say, Father, thank you that you're going to turn this around. Hallelujah. The enemy is not going to laugh forever. Though, Lord, I'm going through a time of darkness, yet, Lord, you're still a light to me. I'm going to come out the other side because, hallelujah, the Lord upholds me with his hand. Praise God. Then I speak to my soul. Say, soul, soul, hallelujah. Don't worry about the enemy laughing at you. You'll be laughing at him before your time is finished. Come on, soul. Hallelujah. And you speak to the, the thing that's sitting down inside you. The attitude. You're thinking when you're down. Say, no, hallelujah. Though I sit in darkness, can't see what, what, where I'm going, yet hallelujah, the Lord will be a light to me. Soul, wait on God. And Psalm 46 comes in. And the psalmist David, when he went through dark times, he said, why? Psalm 46 and verse, uh, Psalm 42 rather, verse 11, sorry. Why are you downcast, O my soul? This is what I used to say to myself. Why are you lying down, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And I'd say that. I'd say to myself, soul, why are you going? Put your hope in God. Hallelujah. You will yet praise him. I say, devil, you're not going to kick me down. You're not going to keep me under. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be downcast forever. I'm coming up. I'm coming up. One day I'm coming up. Amen. Hallelujah. That's my confession. I say to the devils, devils, you're not going to keep me down forever. And it takes this sort of attitude and determination to get hold of God's purpose for our lives and begin to declare the purpose of God. Hallelujah. And to begin to decree a thing. Job says, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you and light will shine upon your pathway. Hallelujah. Light will what? Shine upon your pathway. Luke chapter 15, Jesus talked about the prodigal son. And he says this in verse 11 and verse 3, when he came in verse 17 through to 21. Here's the prodigal. Where is he? He's in the pig pen. He's in the pig pen. He's got pretty low. He got there by his own decisions, as we usually do. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I'll sit out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, but make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son 
and threw his arms around him and he kissed him. A few pointers out of this. It says that when he came to his senses, when you're down and your soul's lying down inside you, there's a time to come to your senses and say, I'm in the pig pen. I'm in trouble. I shouldn't be here. I'm in the pig pen. And there comes the moment of realization that things need to change because if that doesn't happen, you'll never have the will to change. Number two, he makes a decision. He says this. He says, you know what I'm going to do? He's sitting in the pig pen and he says, I will arise. I'm going to get up out of here. I am not going to stay in this situation any longer. And he comes into the decision, but nothing has changed yet, but he's made a good decision. Unfortunately, as New Year tips over, we make decisions. I'm going to be different. I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to get fit this year. I'm going to do this. It's all right to say those things, but friends, if you don't get up and do it, you're still in the pig pen. And sometimes we have good intentions, but friends, good intentions are not sufficient to bring you out of the pit. Hallelujah. But he says, he realizes this. He realizes he's still a son. He says, here am I, but in my father's house, there's plenty of food. He says, I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to my father, and he comes to the point where he says, I know I'm a son. I know things don't have to, I know I'm still connected to the family. Hallelujah. I know I still have a father in heaven who loves me. Blessed be the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and, and friends, I'll tell you something. You and I, as sons and daughters, will never feel at home in the pig pen. We will never feel at home with a downcast soul. The only time we'll feel at home is when we're in the Father's house. When we come back home, hallelujah. When we admit that we're down and that we're not, things aren't going too good. And hallelujah, we say, I'm going to get up and do something. He said, I have a Father who loves me back home. And you have a Father who loves you. You have a God who cares about you. Come home. Come home. Come home. Don't let that soul lead you adrift. Jesus said this, so he got up. There it is. So he got up. He said, I'm going to do something. So he got up. Hallelujah. Arise. There's a time to get up and speak to our soul and say, soul, that's enough. You've been lying down for the last six months. Now get up. Hallelujah. Don't keep fondling the hurts of the past. Get up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
And that's, so he gets up. Hallelujah. What a great thing. He gets up and he begins to take the first step towards the Father's house. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I, I, I urge you in the name of Jesus and under the anointing of the Holy Spirit to get up. Talk to your soul. Say, soul, why are you cast down? Come on. You're a son. You're a daughter. Get up. Get up. This morning, get up. Hallelujah. Arise. The Spirit of the Lord's touching your heart right now. Hallelujah. Shake off the old things. Shake them off. Paul was in Malta and he's getting the fire ready and a snake comes out of the woodwork and attaches itself to his arm. What did he do? He said, that's a snake. Shook it off. Shake off the snakes. Got up. He changed his direction. He changed his attitude. His father saw him and came running. The minute you and I get our souls, say, right, oh, soul, back to, back to the Father. The Father's heart turns and he comes running. Hallelujah. He'll always come running. Oh, we can get so low. When our souls start to lie down, the tendency is to isolate. This, this, the, the, the attack or the influence or the spirit that has caused us to lie down on the inside, to begin to run away from the things of God, that spirit wants to isolate you from the family. That's what happens. It's a parasite spirit. If those of you who understand the different tribes, the seven tribes that the Israelites had to clean out, the parasite spirit, the word parasite means to separate. You see, if you abide in the vine, you'll produce fruit. But if he can get you to separate, you're in trouble eventually. And there's a spirit that wants to... I remember this uh, lady came to me and she said, and she said, I... I need help. She's after service. She said, I, I just, I'm so shy. I'm so scared. She said, I, 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 I do not like, I, I don't want to come to church. I keep coming, but I really. And she always used to sit on her own in a chair away from the other people. She said, I don't want to be like this anymore. And as I began to pray for her, the Spirit of God showed me a little demon. And he was a little demon that was just small, but he carried a lunchbox. And this little demon would come as a child into the, into the classroom. And he would... The little demon would come and see everybody and go and sit in the corner at lunchtime and have his lunch. And not only that, he would take this person with him. And I said to this lady, I said, have you always been shy? Did you used to have your lunch on your own at school? 
always she sang. As a child, I'd have my little lunchbox, and she said I would go, and I would sit away from all the other kids and have it on my own. I said, I'm going to set you free in the name of Jesus. And I prayed for her in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I said, you rotten little spirit. You've been tracking this woman since she was a little girl. Now it's over. You will no longer dominate the soul of this person. In the name of Jesus, I set you free. Hallelujah. We set her free in Jesus' name. Next Sunday, she was right in the middle (laughs) of all the people. Because a spirit will try and isolate you from the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And disconnect you from fellowship. Arise. You've got to say to yourself, soul, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Get up. Hallelujah. Get up, soul, on the inside. Hallelujah. Arise and shine. Hallelujah. You know, we can get so one fellow said he was so low. He got so low. I read this in a book. He said, I got so low. When I looked up, he said, I saw the stomach of a cockroach. (laughs) Now, that's pretty low, isn't it? That's pretty low. Another fellow said he hadn't seen his mate for a long time. And he said, he said, mate, I haven't seen you for years and years. And he said, how are you going? Oh, he said, oh, well, he said, not bad. Not bad under the circumstances. And I said, what on earth are you doing under there? And sometimes when things get tough, we get under the circumstances. God says, come on, stand up again. Hallelujah. Stand up again. Oh, Holy Spirit, he's speaking to you this morning. The anointing of God is in the house. Praise God. Chains will be broken in the name of Jesus. Come home. And then the prophet said, when she arise, shine. Now, he says, arise first and then shine next. I think sometimes we can't shine because we haven't got up. Imagine the sun saying, tomorrow morning, I'm going to shine tomorrow, but I'm not coming up. You say, but don't be stupid. You've got to get up to shine. Imagine if the sun says, that, oh, I'm not coming. I'm not coming this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm down. But I'm still going to shine. No. Sometimes we've got to get up first. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3 says this. Those who are wise will shine. How does he give wise to the simple? Through the book. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens. And those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and forever. You say, there's one person here. He was a morning person. Well, he wasn't a morning person. He was a night person. He could never get up in the morning. And his wife said, for goodness sake, get up. Said, Come on, you've got to rise and shine, mate. He says, oh, okay, I will get up, but shining will take some time. You know, it's like that sometimes, isn't it? But the wise will shine. And he that leads many to righteousness, friends, this year... Why don't you be instrumental in leading someone to the Lord? Shining comes from joy in the house. The church, the local church, shines 
when people come to the Lord. The joy of the Lord is in the house when people are coming to the Lord. Hallelujah. And as a team, we need to bring people to the Lord. Some are more out the front, some are more out the back, some are more everywhere, but as a team, we need to pray and believe God for souls this year, for people to be born of the Spirit of God, people to come home. That's the joy of it. We have uh, some responsibility for a little work up in Taipa. And this year, we're starting off up there in March. We're having a whole Sunday, a whole month, every Sunday of evangelism. Tanara Simpson is going to come up with the evangelist. He's going to preach every Sunday. Hallelujah. That's in March. In February, we've called the people to prayer and fasting for February. We're going to pray. We're going to fast and pray. We're going to give up. Hallelujah. We're going to believe God for souls. Hallelujah. We're going to believe God for a breakthrough. Because if souls aren't getting saved, there's no joy in the house. There's no shining. Hallelujah. We're getting ready. Hallelujah. Because we need to break through up there. Break through or close the shop, I say. Hallelujah. So we believe in God. Hallelujah. Wisdom comes from knowledge of God's word and the understanding of the principles. And uh, shining comes from leading to the people. Okay, let's go to Acts chapter 6 and verse 15 and Acts chapter 7 and verse 55. We're talking about Stephen. At this point, at this point, everyone in the council chamber saw Stephen's face become as radiant as an angel's. He was shining. This, this fellow, was, he was under pressure. His life was going to end that day. But he's shining. He's not cast down about it. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. This man was laying down his life for Jesus. This man was laying down his life for the future of the church. And he was shining with the presence and the glory of God. Heaven opened and he saw Jesus and his glory. Hallelujah. And as we behold him, we are changed from glory unto glory. And the glory of the Lord lit up his face. And he was shining. He was radiant as he laid down his life. I think the Lord would ask us to lay down our lives a little more for the sake of the lost and for the sake of Jesus. Real joy comes to you and I as we lay down our life for the sake of others. This year, <clears throat> let's not be just consumed with ourselves and what we are doing or what we are wanting even when it is a nuisance to help someone else. Or I have to give up what I want to do at the time. Let us determine to serve others and lay down our lives for others like never before. Arise, shine for the glory of the Lord. When does that happen? When we lay down our lives to help someone else. Stephen shone as he laid down his life and Jesus said, Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I think if we're going to really shine, there may be some sacrifice needed to be made in my heart and my time for the sake of, of the others who don't know Jesus yet. To pray 
to get up and not lie down, to do what it takes to be available. Hallelujah. One day, the Holy Spirit spoke to Sophia, my, my lovely wife, and at a time when she had so much to do and people were wanting to see her and needed her help and she had so many other things that had to be done. And the Holy Spirit spoke to her this word. He said, people are more important than things. People. People. God's heart is for people. People are more important than things. People are more important than things. Saul of Tarsus on the way to capture Christians and take them to their death. Chapter 9, verse 3, 4, 5, and 6. As, as Saul was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone around him, and he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I'm Jesus, the one you're persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. And Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand in Damascus. Jesus appears to this man who was against him, who was persecuting him and persecuting the believers, and he struck him down. He stopped him in his tracks. He says, you're going the wrong way. There's some people here this morning, you're going the wrong way. And Saul of Tarsus was struck down on the ground. And he's down there. And he, he, for the first time, he has a revelation of who Jesus is. Jesus has met this man. He loves him. He delights. He has a destiny for him. He has a purpose that is different from what he thinks it is. And he's down on the ground. And he's out and down. And Jesus comes to him. And says to him, I'm Jesus. Get up. Get up. Get up. You're not meant to be down there. Get up. And it says there that Saul picked himself up from the ground. Hallelujah. Imagine if he never picked himself up. God gave him the word. He gave him the power in that word to do what he needed to do. And he, 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 he had the choice to pick himself up or just lie down there and die. You and I come to times in our lives where we have those sorts of choices. He was going and Jesus loved him. 
and looked at her and said, there's my bear. He's going in the wrong direction. She says, I'll get, I, 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 need, I need to get him. So Saul picked himself up off the ground. He said, when you get up, he said, and you will be told what you must do. Friends, you'll never necessarily hear what God wants you to do until you get up. You say, I'll shine. I'll just shine anyway, but don't ask me to get up. That's fondling the hurts of the past. Get up, then you'll start to shine. Hallelujah. Rise and shine. On December the 10th, I'll finish with this now. I have a journal here. I write things down as the Holy Spirit makes them available to me. On December the 10th last year, I was having my quiet time. The Holy Spirit said to me, next time you ask to share, tell them this. I said, I will. So here it comes. Tell the people that God wants them to start again. To start in a fresh way and to leave the baggage and the failure and the sin at the foot of the cross. Let the blood of Jesus wash away every stain. Let the blood of Jesus wash away every failure, every sin. And tell them to face the light. Every plant that grows faces the light. Every leaf orients itself to face the light. Accept the new and be aware of what God is doing for you. Don't fondle the hurts of the past. Leave them. Let them go. And you will shine.